0: Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio.
1: Well hello, today's a great day at Choose Life Radio. I'm your host, Jill Taylor, and we have an amazing guest today. As we get started though, I want to welcome you, each listener joining us. You know, your your life is significant, your story is valuable, and God has uniquely and wonderfully made you in his image. And another person just like that is Susie Thomas. Welcome, Susie Thomas. Thank you, Jill Taylor. <laughs> I had to do some arm twisting to get you <laughs> here today. Yes. Uh, I think you're a little more comfortable on this side of the microphone. Am I right? Oh, maybe a little bit <laughs> easier to ask the questions yeah. than to answer them.
0: Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us about what you're doing on, on our community with Susie Thomas right here on this radio uh, station, WNPQ. Oh, tell me what your so much about. fun
2: So much fun. Every morning at 930, I get to talk to some amazing person from around the community because don't you think Jill? Everybody's got a story. Absolutely. And it is always interesting. They might not think that they have anything to talk about. The first thing people say to me when I ask them to come on our community is, "What will I talk about for a half an hour?" And then they say at the end of it, "What? That's over? We're done?" I was just getting started. So, it really is, you just get wound up and finally the time is over, but everybody's got a story, and God is doing amazing things through amazing people right here in our backyard, and I love getting a chance to share those stories.
1: Yeah, and you're really good at asking great questions that that encourage people to to go ahead and move forward and talk a little more.
2: All I have to do is listen. Yeah, (laughs) As long as I'm listening, they always feed me that next question without realizing it. Right.
1: Well, I think you're probably one of the most enthusiastic and joy-filled <laughs> persons that I know, and I want to know what do you attribute to that kind of joy in your life? Oh gosh!
2: Well, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Okay, and that is my prayer every morning. I love is that it. you know, be our, be my, let your joy be my strength, yeah. and that that's. The only thing I could attribute it to. Okay. I've been very blessed. My goodness.
1: You've got a great family. You've had an amazing family, as a matter of fact. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing right here. You <laughs> grew up in this area, right? I did. Yep. Lake Cable? Yes, grew up okay. at Lake Cable.
2: Yep. So, Lake Kid. And uh just what a fun way to grow up. or I think our parents gave us a wonderful gift mm-hmm. that uh, we lived on the bay, which always froze first in the winter time, okay. so that was always fun. Ice skating was a blast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We you know were a hop skip and a jump from the beach. so you know, simmers were at the beach. Dad was at Kent, and so he often worked at night, so dinner was often at the beach, too. That's the way my mom would cook all <laughs> summer long. You know we would just eat there. So fun, wonderful memories of just being out on the lake, fishing, swimming, spending summers that way. Great, great friendships, lifelong friendships. So your dad worked at Kent the -hmm. entire time he was here? Dad's story is funny. He was the first of his family to go to college. Okay. He wanted to help blind people. Mm -hmm. He went to Kent, put himself through... And his way, he heard about a brand new major in college called speech and hearing therapy. And uh, he thought that that was to help blind people. So he signed up, found out it had absolutely nothing to do with sight impaired at all. It was all working with hearing impaired people. <laughs> and he thought, well, that's good, too. So he stayed in it. So he became one. He and mom, that's where they met, they both became two of the very first majors in this new major at Kent, speech and hearing therapy. So they both graduated as speech therapists. Mom went the route of getting into the schools and uh, setting up programs, doing hearing testing. You know, they were audiologists and speech pathologists. So... She would set up some of the very first programs in like Maslin schools and and different school systems. And dad went the more clinic route where he helped. He was always helping. There were always little deaf children Uh coming to our home.
1: And he was always
2: working in the clinics. And then he was the county supervisor of all the speech therapists. And then he was offered the state supervisor job, but decided because we already were so plugged into our church and orthodontist that he didn't want to have to find (laughs) new those anywhere. So he was like, oh, let's just stay here. We're happy at Lake Cable. So, you know, we just stayed here. And he took a job over at Kent Stark, which was new to the area at the time. Mm -hmm. So he took a job there teaching, gosh, Brian, did you have him? Uh, Brian Brooks, this uh, unheard of person in the room. He taught just about every DJ in town how to talk. He, He taught voice and diction. He taught... You know, all the all the speech-type programming, that was what yeah, he did. I, I
0: probably could use a few lessons. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're doing just fine. But Dad, um, you know, had a lot of DJs go through his classroom. And, and uh, then he went into administration. So he ended up being the associate dean at Kent. I had him for class. My husband had him for class. That oh, was a – very fun experience.
1: Wow. So that's that's what they did. And your mom worked, say, in the home working? Did she she, did she ever she, get out and yeah, do a job as well? Yeah, she actually
2: did speech therapy. Okay. She did a shared job. She and a gal named Annie Thompson shared uh, speech therapy, and they were for plain local schools for many, many years. But also kids come into the house. I mean, always kids coming to the house for therapy or, like I say, we had deaf children through our yeah. home all the time. Now this was kind of fun. My senior year of high school – They decided to do the Miracle Worker. And so I tried out for Helen Keller. And I was the only one who tried out that actually had real experience knowing what a deaf person sounds like when they Mm -hmm. talk. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, you know, I guess convincingly sound deaf when I was making those sounds, that uh, I got the part. I got to be Helen Keller in the senior year. Still remember all my lines.
1: Ha. I still ha, remember ha. all your lines. <laughs> that was great. That's awesome. And then you stayed in the community and you're kind of back there in the Lake Cable area again. We're and, back. and how about your kids? Where are they? Uh, our kids are, well, we've got
2: uh, two boys who are now grown and married and off on their own. Our older son, Seth, and his wife, Heather, are here in town. And they have our grandchildren, Maggie and Bennett, and uh, our younger son, Jake, and his wife, Erin, are out in Hollywood, California, making movies. Wow, and you get to go out and see them occasionally. We do; it's
1: so fun. Yes, you you do tour around there like you're a a regular Californian (laughs) on the freeways. (laughs) I understand.
2: We know. Well, we can relate on all the good spots, right? The Grove. You have to always stop at the Grove and do the (laughs) shopping, right? We know the places we want to eat. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hit the Hollywood Bowl every once in a while for some good
1: programming. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of all you need is a little touch of California every once in a while, and then you you come back and you're satisfied here in. Totally ready to come back, yes. Oh, golly, yes. I love Canton, Ohio. I do too. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about the the experience of being a mom and the joy you have with these two guys. Hmm. And you have grandchildren as well, yes. I believe. So oh. tell me about life in, in as a perspective of you valuing your own upbringing with your parents and wanting to create that kind of freedom for your kids, and yet they're mm-hmm. not right as close as you have been to your parents in terms of living together. So making trying to make those relationships happen. Tell me about that. It's It's been such a joy getting to raise our boys. And I think I never
2: thought of myself as a boy mom mm-hmm. growing up, you know, with the baby dolls. And the, I was a very girly girl. <laughs> and I even remember at one time lying in my bed thinking, when a person gets married, what do you say to your husband? What do you say to a guy? And then <laughs> What if you only have boys? What do you talk about? And I remember... Your worst nightmare, I remember (laughs) wondering that. Well, you know, that's not been a problem at all. (laughs) But uh, because, my goodness, got to marry my best friend, Jim Thomas, and um, and our boys have just been a a joy. But what I found was just being their biggest cheerleader, I think, has been important. And also... Looking for those teachable moments. I think that's been a real help with parenting at all, all mm-hmm. through, and even now. You know, they're they're adults, so that relationship totally changes. It's more mentoring mm-hmm. when asked. You know, mm-hmm. watching for those teachable moments, and I think yeah. uh, it's been a joy watching Seth be a father now to our grandchildren. It's really fun, and you see some things that you were. Trying to convey to them, it got through, and they're now passing it on to their kids. Yeah. Is there anything more important, though, than introducing your children to a saving knowledge of Jesus, mm-hmm. that Jesus is there, he's real, he's mm-hmm. real for them? And that was obviously the high point, point. and it is really exciting to see now that same important truth coming down to the grandchildren and the mm-hmm. next generation. That's yeah,
1: it's the best. Yeah, and you have some real quality time with your grandkids when oh, you get wow. when you get time with them. You you do some very special things, and you get a little girl in the package. And we right? got a
2: girl finally. <laughs> yeah, I have my little girly time, and she loves to bake. Thank goodness, because I did not know this. I worked full time for a lot of our married years, mm-hmm. so when I cut back, who knew I liked to cook? Did not know that, but I love it and I look forward to that every day. So it's really fun with Maggie to come over and we do baking. And she, you know, she's going to be seven here pretty soon. She makes up ideas, she'll get ideas in her head as far as what is a good recipe, maybe just a fun recipe. And then we'll try it out. And by gum, she's hit the nail on the head. She's just hit it out of the park, and we'll just you know come up with those. And it's Would fun. that be Everyone's peanut butter and honey and, and strawberries chocolate. Yeah. on in icing that goes on a cupcake with sprinkles and yeah, oh. or blueberries? Blueberries oh. even better. And just, yeah, it's it's really fun. She'll just dream it up, and then we'll bake it. And it turns out pretty well, usually.
1: Well, I just, I would really encourage people who are with us today, uh, sitting around this table, in essence, listening. And I would encourage them to find those moments with your grandchildren because they're special and Mm -hmm. you don't know, you know, how long they'll be living close to you or whatever. And so just having those little, Things that happen that make being with grandma or grammy or whoever you might be called mm-hmm. is, is really a special time. And the same with your husband to have that quality time as a grandfather.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And again, you, you're given the gift of little teachable moments, mm-hmm. you know, just that, you know, God loves us that much that he planned this, mm-hmm. this for us to experience together today. You know, there's just yeah. ways to have those those little foot-in-the-door opening conversation starters uh-huh. that little ones seem to be wide open, ready to discuss, yeah. ready to talk about. Yeah. They get it. They
1: get it early. That's that's fantastic. Well, we are having a great time talking to Susie Thomas, and we're going to take a quick break, but you are going to come right back. I'm your host, Jill Taylor, and please stay tuned for Choose Life Radio and more laughter and fun.
0: Thanks for joining us today for this rather fun conversation around the table with our guest, Susie Thomas. We'll get back to Jill and Susie in a moment. If you'd like to get a hold of Jill personally, perhaps you have a question or a story you'd like to share, you can contact her directly through our website. ChooseLifeRadio.com. You'll find all of Jill's contact information as well as a section of past broadcasts. We call them podcasts on the website. If you've missed an interview, or maybe you'd like to hear one again, or maybe share today's broadcast with a friend, they're all available to you at our podcast section, ChooseLifeRadio.com. Now let's get back to today's conversation.
1: Hey, welcome back. This is a very special day on Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor and I can't believe how much I enjoy being your host and bringing you some amazing people who are making life more enjoyable for so many others. My hope is that every time you pull up a chair and join us at the table for Choose Life Radio, you'll experience God's desire to be as unique with you as he is with us. So all in all, I pray we're adding value to your life as we serve to lift others up. And that's what we're doing today with Susie Thomas. Thank you again for joining us as a guest. Yeah, Thank you glad to for have you inviting me. <laughs> so as we continue, Susie, you've served in many different organizations and worked with many people in your career. What has your faith walk looked like through the years? Share with us how God has blessed you and brought you such joy everywhere He's placed you to serve Him.
2: Mm. A lot of that faith walk was on my knees because I knew I was not where I was supposed to be. I started out teaching. Mm. And oh, my goodness, not the calling. Although nothing is... Wasted, Mm -hmm. because you will use teaching in just about anything that you go into. But, yeah, I found myself praying, praying, praying every day. To not ruin their lives because they were, you know, stuck with this first year teacher right out of college, and I was not prepared for what I was. Well, you had to do. be a lot of fun, a <laughs> way lot too of
1: fun. much,
2: way too much fun. <laughs> they were on the ceiling, you know. It was, it was the discipline thing that was tough. Getting them to all calm down when the principal was about to walk through the mm-hmm. room. Yeah, that was uh, not good. Anyway. <laughs> That was still fond memories of yeah. all those kids and the uh, the fun that we did have in the teaching second grade. But you didn't feel like right. that's
1: where God was aiming you. It was
2: <laughs> absolutely unquestionable not where God was aiming me. But what was fun, I'm going to date myself a little bit. During that school year, we had a big blizzard come through, if you remember, the blizzard of 78. Uh-huh. And so... I was – my grandmother lived with us, and I had a whole bunch of school days off. And I would go down and watch the 700 Club with her, and they started talking about starting a a school, a graduate school. They were going to start CBN University, and it was all going to be about communications. And um, they wanted people to come down and learn news, and they wanted them to come down and learn – children's programming, filmmaking, television production. And I thought, that sounds like way more fun than what I'm doing. <laughs> and if I can write a lesson plan, I can write a children's show. That oh, was my thinking. Fantastic. So I decided that I would apply. You know, who knew if I would get in or not, but why not apply? So, you know, always that little test. It came down to I had a couple of days I had to either re-sign my contract for the next year, Mm -hmm. and they were going to be announcing who got full fellowships to pay for graduate school within that same week. But Mm -hmm. it was going to come a few days after I either needed to turn in my signed contract or not. Mm -hmm. So I did not turn in a signed contract Gave up my job, was unemployed there for a few days, and then found out I got one of the first two full scholarships oh, to CBN University. So wow. I got to go down to Virginia Beach, and it's now called Regent, but I was in that very first class, and what an experience. So that at that point, boy, I really felt God's hand on my life, on my career, on where we were going as uh, soon as that was done, graduated in 1980 and got to start doing um, fun little children's vignettes for Channel 25 WVIZ wow. in Cleveland. That was a lot of fun. And I and did you, that.
1: you also wrote some great children's books. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: That came after
1: the boys were born. And I found our
2: favorite bedtime story was anything Dr. Seuss had written. Mm -hmm. So loved, you know, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Loved the Lorax. And I thought, all right, we're reading the Lorax every night before bed. These kids know about caring for our environment. It is ingrained in their hearts and in their minds. Can't we do that with scripture? Mm. So I started looking (laughs) around for books that might be written like Dr. Seuss, that were Bible stories, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything at the time. So I thought, all
1: right, well, I'll start writing some. So you just took some. I'm sure every young mother of, of two boys <laughs> yeah. thinks, oh, I'll just start writing some books. After they were tucked
2: in, <laughs> after they were in bed, I found I could spend a little bit of time just looking for a story that lent itself well. And I found that all the the miracles that Jesus performed lent themselves very well to retelling, But retelling in a Dr. Seuss style. So I wrote, read it again, Bible stories, the miracles of Jesus, told in rhyme to read aloud. I tried to write it in a way that there would be different levels so that the children would enjoy hearing it. Because it's read out loud, so it's just fun to say. There's rhymes and there's tongue twisters and there's counting and alliteration and all all the education thing all came in there. But also that the parent reading it to their child would also have a takeaway, yeah. that there would be something deeper, a deeper level. Oh, so sure. try to write it on several levels that everyone had a takeaway. Wow. And you can get it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the title again? Uh, Read It Again Bible Stories. Okay. And it was this one is The Miracles of Jesus. Then now I'm kind of playing around with it again. You know, all these years later, I'm uh, doing – I thought the next grouping of easy-to-tell stories Mm. would be parables because they're already stories that Jesus told.
1: Interesting, So taking
2: those and just retelling them the way Dr. Seuss
1: would do it. (laughs) That's so great, Susie. I love that. Um, Right now, you are specifically consulting with a pregnancy center um, here in town, Pregnancy Choices. Mm Mm-hmm and i think they have 6 locations now in stark and summit counties one of which is called house of hope i think i i heard you say you stopped by there before yes, you came to I visit us today came here en route from there yeah that's a place where women can find peace from the pain that they've experienced in their past and and reconciliation with god as they seek healing often from decisions that have hurt mm-hmm. them in the past mm-hmm. but how do you use your public relations skills Mm. in an organization like Pregnancy Choices that needs to kind of fly under the radar in right. this in this world of uh, adoration of abortion and and in, almost in hatred mm-hmm. for those who want to protect life. But you do an excellent job of getting their name out without seeming to Thank get you. the ire up of those Thank people you. who are <laughs> Thank not liking to hear about this. I, uh, it's such a good question, y'all. And I
2: liken it to how did they market the underground railroad? It's a lot like that. You want to get the word to the people who, two groups of people, people who would support it, people who would help you get the word out, people that would support it financially um, and with material goods to be able to minister, to do the ministry. And then you want to get the word to those people who will be helped by it, people who need the service. Right. And you want to not get the word out to people who want to close you down.
1: Exactly. So
2: it's, it's a bit of a tightrope walk. It's a bit of a tap dance, but you know, God is in control and he gives you the right, the right relationships, the right networking and some amazing tools. Now there are some amazing tools available to us that like anything can be used for good or can be used not for good. But I am really big on social media. And mm-hmm. now that you are able to tailor it down to identify the kind of person that you're trying to reach mm-hmm. and get that message directly to them. There's also in being persuasive, the first rule of persuasion is find what you agree on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I've even been at a luncheon with a, a dear friend of mine who we do not agree politically on anything, mm-hmm. on zero. And, but she's a, but she's dear, a dear, dear friend, friend and we I love, love each other. Yeah. And we were sitting nearby, sitting at a table together at luncheon not long ago. And somebody asked me about the vital program that uh, Pregnancy Choices does. No vital program, as you know, finds women who are all expecting it around the same time. And then they take them through how to take care of yourself during pregnancy. Then they throw them an amazing baby shower and they give them everything that they could possibly right. need including car seats yes. and pack and plays and okay. then they spend the next year continuing to meet with these babies learning everything important about infant care and mm-hmm. getting right. that baby to it's their a wonderful first program birthday. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And there's been so much talk and so much coverage about how in the infant mortality rate in our area is just abominable mm-hmm. it's just great concern horrendous and everybody's concerned about it so even those people who would call themselves completely pro choice are just stunned and dismayed at the high infant mortality mm-hmm. rates they want to see babies once they're born make it to that first birthday mm-hmm. and so i was able to talk at this luncheon with this dear friend about what's happening with the vital program and how we're able to see young moms learn the importance of safe sleep and the importance of mm, yeah. not watering down your formula and good nutrition and all those things that a baby needs right. to see that first birthday. Yeah. And when someone that was, had asked me about it said, Oh, that's so good. We need to take care of those babies that my friend from Planned Parenthood nodded. And so she was totally on board. So that's where I like to start. When Mm -hmm. I'm talking to somebody who is pro-choice, and I'll say, you know, among the many programs the Pregnancy Choices does is they've got this vital program. Let me tell you what they do with that. And automatically, we start on a position of agreement that that Mm -hmm. we we agree
1: on that. And that's where to start. That's that's, uh, very true. And I think that the the rest of that um then can filter in as mm-hmm. as is appropriate if if it is appropriate mm-hmm. but just winning them to say well it can't be that bad of an organization uh, if they're, they're doing, doing this and that program has just been it's been mm. flourishing it's a really exciting program they have access to doctor's appointments they not you know that they're being prepped on all sorts of things that they might not get at their doctor's appointments right. but but provided by nurses and And uh, it's just a great program. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you talked about that. Uh,
2: So much of what they do at Pregnancy Choices is subtle, but um, but very powerful. One of the things is, and you know, just as you're aware, the importance of having an ultrasound machine in each of the locations to be able to uh, show a young mom who's on the fence. Show her that baby. Isn't that a gift? It's an amazing. It's a uh, gift
1: for everybody. Everybody in the room. Story
2: after another of women saying. (laughs) Goodness, that's a baby. And then yeah. decide, changing their mind right there yeah. for life. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Susie Thomas, I can't believe how fast this has flown by. <laughs> You are a wonderful guest and we're so grateful that you that you've been with us today. Thank you for what you're doing in our community mm-hmm. and in terms of literally in our community and the way you're impacting so many lives. It's been precious time with you and I just want to share with you our website is chooseliferadio.com and you can enjoy uh, past podcasts as well as listening in, you know, again and again to what Susie just shared. Until next week, have joy and live life abundantly. This is Jill Taylor signing off for ChooseLifeRadio.com.
0: The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.